the shit, okay? <laughs> Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast, 1023 AM, 48 degrees Fahrenheit, which is a, which is a surprisingly warm. I feel stupid for wearing this jacket, but I know I'm going to need it later on tonight. But <clears throat> until then, I'm here with a morning edition. We may go through one video. We may go through a couple videos, all right? There's a lot of things that I want to discuss from my prior years of podcasting, if I'm able to pull this thing up. I will be able to go to what is called Facebook memories, okay? And since I don't have the Facebook app, I am old school. I will literally go on the site. Uh, memories couple of things that I've mentioned in the past, okay? <clears throat> now, this shit here was from 2019, March 2nd, 2019. Don't reopen a closed womb equals don't go back to old relationships. That was on the Red Pill Party podcast, 2019, okay? Let's see what else we have here. Three years, 2019. Uh, I shared something from Darius, known as Darius M, uh, formerly known as Darius MGTOW or MGTOW Knowledge, <clears throat> and it goes, I think this is something he put on Twitter, uh, let me open this up, the reason so many women fell at relationships is because the only focus, all right, I have my phone all fucked up. Let me fix this shit. Hold up. Jesus Christ. This is bad. The reason so many relationships fail is because they only focus on what they want instead of what they can give. Okay. Darius M. All right. So we're going to talk about those particular things later on tonight. Figure we'll do like a little flashback, flashback type of episode. But for now, I do have a couple of things saved. If I can actually go through these, I will be happy. Therefore, uh, tonight, we can really just find a couple of videos, a couple of topics to speak on. Uh, Girl Exposes the Truth. Uh, the harsh realities about men's expectations. All right, let's just get into it. Fuck it. I tell you what's interesting is like when I see stuff like the, uh, when I see that one shot of that lady who was like, uh, she was actually uh, the victim of the gas leak explosion. And then they're trying to say, oh, this is, Papone has blood on his hands. This is a poor woman. 
Um, of course, they use a woman. They don't use a guy. They don't use, you know, they don't say, oh, here's some, look at these dead people that are out in the streets. The, 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 if, it, if it bleeds, it leads. Well, if it bleeds, it leads, and it's a woman, that's going to be, that's a much different emotional impact than a guy because we want to protect women, especially men. Men definitely want to protect women. We have an innate protector instinct in to, to protect, you know, to keep, uh, I can read you the big head babies thing again if you really want me to. But we have an innate male protector dynamic, you know, part of our internal wiring, our, our evolutionary firmware. So when we hear a woman cry, it's different than when a woman hears a man cry. Or when we see a poor old guy who is the victim of war versus a poor old woman who is the victim of war. And we go with that because that that imagery is more powerful. It creates a more emo powerful emotional impact than it is if there's a guy there. Because that guy should have been able to take care of his own shit, right? Plain and simple, <clears throat> the victimhood, the victimhood mentality will only benefit women. It will never benefit men. This is why we talked about this uh, last night, I believe. This conditional femininity that women can have. There was uh, some pictures. I think they were. I think they were bullshit though. There are some pictures of some bitches out there, and um, and these bitches are out there fighting. And uh, the Ukraine and shit. These bitches got M16s and shit. They out here. They out there spraying niggas up. Allegedly. I don't know. You can't really trust the sources. Especially with this shit going forward. I mean. The only. The only upside to this situation. Which there really isn't any. I mean. Because like I said. I fuck with Putin. I think. I think. I think Putin's alright. I mean. I don't know nothing about his politics or nothing, but he seemed like a he seemed like a real nigga. So I fuck with Putin. Um but I don't I have nothing to do with that um European dispute. I'm not a European by any means. Um so with that there's this victimhood that's always going to be aimed towards a percentage of women and it's supposed to hit women and it, and it works. It hits women on at all angles. Every every type of woman goes along with the narrative. Uh, the Me Too movement. When you see all the falsified claims that added up throughout those years, you start to see the negative effect of what is supposed to be positive. It's like a lot of women today will look at men going their own way and they won't question their actions. They'll just wonder why we decided to go on the path that we go on. You know what I mean? Women pick and choose their time of femininity. All right. Other than that, they can be as strong, independent, problematic, argumentative, confrontational. She can, she can brag about the car she has, what she does for a living, the money she makes. It doesn't attract a man. It doesn't do nothing in the long run. So they can go back to conditional femininity. Poor me. We're all the good men, etc. If you got a guy who's like, say, 22 years old and he's yoked, he's built and something, he's dead there in the streets and oh, he just wasn't up to the task. That is not as significant an emotional impact is if you have this poor woman who's, you know, in a soup line somewhere or these disaffected refugees being forced out by, you know, the evading force. 
that makes a more emotional impact. That's what, it's okay for men to die in movies, but it's not okay for women or children or dogs to die in a movie, right? That's horrible, but men can, we can die in droves, man. We can fall like wheat. <laughs> but because it's a different impact, and, and I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just saying that that's where our heads are at. We, we because we have a protector instinct for women. Um, but again, the the idea that we're going to create an emotional impact as a result of curating those images, it doesn't even matter if they get found out today. If CNN gets gets you know their asses nailed to the wall because they used a picture from 2018 to try to stoke emotional responses in people, people will defend that. They'll be like, well, it, it, it's sort of true anyways, right? They don't care because they, they don't want the feeling of actually having been used. And it, it's to the point right now where like, like major like major media outlets, they already know that. They're, they're already factoring that in. They don't care. Don't care, got the clicks. That's all that matters. So, well, well you use a, hey, I, I can imagine, can you imagine this happening? A conversation, hey, you guys, you uh, in the in the you know selecting the picture, right? you guys used a a, a, a woman uh, from 2018 in a gas leak explosion. Don't you feel bad about that? Nope, they're already on three more stories ahead from beyond where where they made that decision, because they already factor that in. Even if they get called on it and they have to produce a retraction, there'll be less people who viewed the retraction than there are the people who actually watched the the original image, and that's all that matters. Now think of that on a meta scale. Think of that on it works for it works for Instagram. It works for your dating profile. It works for your hustle. It works for what that in, that impression is all that really matters. Like I, uh, what was it? Um, uh, it's the Captain Marvel effect is what it is. Like when Captain Marvel came out, the idea was that they knew that it was going to be a dog of a movie, but they put it out anyways <laughs> because it had this narrative that they wanted to foist out there. And so what what Disney slash Marvel did was they bought out um, the ratings for uh, Rotten Tomatoes to make it seem like it was a really great movie, right? But everybody said, oh, this is bullshit, you know, but it didn't matter. Already had taken it, but it's got an 86 rating or 96 rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't matter because the initial impact had already been made. And see, a, a lot of things that goes beyond that go woke, go broke mentality is <clears throat> Hollywood tried to, <clears throat> and they're still doing it, Hollywood tries to, like, replace normal characters with something out of the ordinary. So, like, all right, the black Superman. Like, to me, like, that's just, I don't like Superman as it is. I'm not going to like it even more. You'd, I'm not gonna like it um, more or less because it's black. I'm gonna probably dislike it even more now. Or like certain comic book characters being different orientations just for the sake of doing so, just to try to incorporate or in, in a lot of ways indoctrinate the youth. I mean, it doesn't matter how you look at it, it's taking place. At the end of the day, all of these things are taking place. The guys, the men who are masculine or who are in dominant roles are looked at as oppressors by a lot of these uh, confused, uh, mass-manipulated women. <clears throat> but they've already chosen the promiscuity and the lifestyle that involves being a thought. 
a 304, modern day whorehound, etc. You know, and the cycle continues. <laughs> Nothing changes. Nothing changes at all. And then you'll get the, uh, the follow up. And this is also, by the way, part of the marketing is if you didn't like Captain Marvel or those kinds of movies, whatever, the, the all-female cast of Ghostbusters, if you didn't like <laughs> our pro-female, strong, independent woman movie, and it ha- it's getting panned, it's because you're a misogynist. Mm-hmm. And they already plan ahead for that narrative to come up after the movie's been out for like three or four weeks. Yep. Like how that works? It's now part of the marketing plan because they already know that it's here today and gone tomorrow. They always say, what is it, the... Uh, the internet never forgets. It doesn't. But you know what? People have very, very short attention spans today. And all that matters is that emotional impact because we live in an emotional world. And the only time we're going to wake up to that is when the tanks are rolling down your main street. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi. Rational Mail. I think it's channeled to... I have, I am subscribed to his channel, of course, but I think it's the Rational Mail. I could be wrong. You can just look up Rolo Tomasi or Rational Mail, and um, he'll pop up. Old school. I I would probably I would probably put him in the old school uh, red pillar category. More, you know, out of the stages of pickup art, out of the stages of. Um, you know, that sort of thing. And talking more on the lines of intersexual dynamics. A lot of people like him. A lot of people dislike him. Me, I don't think he's that bad. All right? A lot of other people will say different, but I'm just a different individual. So let's just go to this next video here. Yeah, we'll do this one. It's a little lengthy one. Then after this, I'm actually make sure I have this uploaded before I go to work. Um, that way, when the time comes, I'll have another set of videos. This is a wicked slash wild women Wednesday. So we're going to go through the fuckery. Maybe the baby mama drama. I don't know. We'll have to find something. It's not going to be hard. All right, but this other girl is apparently exposing the truth about something. I can't see the full title, so fuck it. What's going on, you guys? And welcome back to A Different Perspective. Y'all, I got a video here that I came across a couple of days ago. This is actually a video I wanted to deliver to you all yesterday. I want to talk about this. This is sad. This is sad. This is some uncut dating truths, a YouTube channel. I'm assuming that's the name of it. Regardless, I'm going to have the link to the original down in the description box below. But this woman here, it says, the name of the title of this video is Girl Exposes the Truth on How Women Cheat. Now, I think we're going to learn some stuff. I think we're going to learn some stuff right here. And heck, she about exposed herself. She about exposed herself because the aggression that she had. Women will always eventually expose themselves. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with nudity necessarily, but on an attention level, yes. As she's delivering this truth about how 
women cheat, she's basically telling on herself about how she cheats. Smoothie. And probably women like her. But uh, anyway, we're about to get into this. Y'all boys, girls ready? I'm ready. Let's check it out. Just another smoothie. That's true. I've, I've always heard that and I've always thought that to be true. Women will let you know as much as they want you to know. Um, I mean, part of it being, you know, they always say that women, most women, majority of women tend to have a, a bigger or larger body count than the Smoothie. average man, you know, especially the more attractive. Most modern day women, and I can say this with, with bravery, with bravery. Most modern day women are nothing more than smoothies. Smuts. Okay? They have the smut energy. They hang out with smuts. They're influenced by Cardi B, Megan and Stallion, all of the grand um grand portrayers, portrayers of smuts and smoothies. These women are just modern day whorehounds. Smoothies. The women are, and that's not S all women, obviously, just like it isn't all men, Smoothies. but typically women have a, a larger or bigger body count than men. Yeah, because they're smoothies. Um, just about every female that I know Mwah. have had Smoothie. more sexual relations <laughs> than just about every guy that I know. I want y'all to pay attention to this woman too, by the way. Because see, there'll be guys on the extreme and women on the extreme. That's not all women. Oh man, oh man. No walk, no walk, no walk. Nah, fuck that. She's just a representation. And even if she's, she's just being another, if she's lying, then she's just another clout chaser. So either way, this is exposing the nature of women. Interesting, interesting right there. So, ooh, that's a good setup, though. So she's over here like, yo, as a female, all we got to do, well, we, we know your schedule. We know what you're up to. We might call you to check on you to see what you're doing while I'm over here about to get raw dog by, by, by Kevin over here. I'm just calling to make sure you ain't up to no good, or I'm just calling to make sure that you're not going to catch me. But really, she just... Man, this is this is bad. This is bad because she just said it too. She's like a, a dude though. He might go all day without answering his phone or say that his phone was off. Women cheat better. Yeah, I've heard this many many times before. Women cheat better, and they're way better at covering up their tracks than men are. Men tend to be a lot more sloppier when it comes to this stuff. But. Mm, this isn't all. Like I said, this is selective people. Not everybody is out here moving like this, both for men and for women. It's just for those that do, they do. For those that don't, they don't. 
See, see the, the, the links that they'll go to? Woo! You heard what she just said. She said, hey, we'll pretend like we at our friend's house. Heck, we might even have her in the background, and then she'll say something, then we'll peel off to go hang out with another dude. Like, you know what this tells me? This tells me that these individuals that partake in these type of activities where they're perfectly okay with doing stuff like this, that they are selfish. They are very selfish individuals. They like to have the cake and eat it too, meaning they want to have you and they want to have this person as well. Look, the way I am, if I feel like I have the urge to do something to step out of whatever I'm dealing with, or if I feel like you're not quite feeling that that desire for me or whatever it is that I feel like I'm lacking from you. If that's the case, some people are just selfish. Some people are just completely selfish. But me, I would rather be like, hey, yo, look, I feel like I got to do this. <laughs> this, this. This is an opportunity of a lifetime right here. She is just on a whole nother level of gorgeous. And she's she's willing to let, let me have it, baby, baby. Look, I, look. You can be mad all you want, but I'm about to do this thing. Like, I, I honestly, I, I don't feel like I have it in me to do that. I don't feel like I have it in me to do that. But at the same time, if I feel like I wanted to step out of my relationship to do something, I'm going to go ahead and let you know that I'm about to do something. Or if what you and I have going on, not good, I'm going to go ahead and end it first. I feel like it doesn't cost a whole lot to be a decent person. But there's a price to pay for not being one. We got five seconds left. What else she gonna say? But yet that was thinking. I, I think I just did some thinking, um, talking about and analyzing this video. If being slick and sly about the way you cheat is thinking. All right, fuck these, fuck these modern day whore hounds and you know these Montel Jordan type niggas. See, when you understand how a woman cheats, or when you understand why a woman cheats versus why a man cheats, it's simple. A guy, a guy can go out there fuck with other women and still have the feeling and the affection for the woman he's with. The women who usually cheat, when they cheat, they're on their way out of the relationship. They're on their way out. See, they're not capable of sleeping around and still being committed to one man because it would be senseless to her. It would be like, it would be like the equivalent. I, I brought this up a couple of times. Like it's like the equivalent of like an only fan chick, chick, a chick who's on only fans, right? Meets a attractive man. And this attractive man may not be too happy about, you know, her ventures in OnlyFans. 
it's less than likely that she's going to cast all those opportunities and all those benefits from these thirsty men for one guy. That hardwired, um, long-term relationship sort of uh, be presentable to be a wife mentality, that shit is dead. That's absolutely dead. And it's easier for guys if they just come to that understanding. You know, it's really like not that big of a deal. If you're a guy who chooses to, um, you know, pedestalize these women, then you're just going to deal with the bumps, the bruises in the long end. That's really what that breaks down to. Um, it's crazy, man. It's already March the 2nd. It's already March the 2nd. We're already like nine days away from the second anniversary of uh, CV19. Also, I've purchased WWE 2K22, which I'm pretty excited about that. Pre-ordered it. It was like, uh, how much money was it? It was a good amount of money. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it was for me. It's worth it because already have a two K twenty. Been playing that on and off. Something exciting, you know, throughout my fucking boring and yet it's it's product. I don't know how to explain it. It's productive, so it's not bad, but it's also boring, which isn't also not so bad either, because. I've been around other people and had the same feeling. So by myself, I'm at least satisfied with, <laughs> I'm satisfied with the continuity of the podcast, the continuity of just the work schedule and the pay. Most times I'll, I'll get my money two, three days before for no reason. They'll just, they'll tell me the last minute, like, Hey, we, uh, Paid you a couple of days earlier. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm still trying to get used to all that. I had to pay. Um, I mentioned this last night, I think. I had gotten a ticket from uh, from uh, state troopers. And it was around a certain area. It wasn't, wasn't far. But um, it was like a $181 ticket. And that shit was just burning a hole in my conscience. It was burning a hole in my pocket. So I figured I might as well just pay the fucking ticket. So pretty much when I when I came back, I figured I decided to uh, start a recording for the mornings. And um, that's what I'm doing. So I paid that. Now I have to either tomorrow or Friday. I'm really aiming for tomorrow. Because I have to work Saturday uh, early, so I can't really do anything when it comes to getting the car inspected then. So I have to do something uh, pretty fast, you know. So I have my insurance and shit, everything that I need, vehicle registration and all that. And yeah, that's the only action that I need to take care of or else I'll continuously get pulled over.
by police officers. Now, luckily, when I got pulled over, I wasn't smoking. But when I paid the ticket, I forgot that I was going technically to a police station. So I go into the police station. Go into the police station parking lot. Smoking a fucking backwood. Realized I saw about six or seven police cars parked up. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should put this weed out. You know what I mean? So I put the fucking weed out. I'm like, all right. I had to go through like a fucking maze. I had to go through a fucking maze just to pay this fucking ticket. Finally paid it. Got my little receipt stamped to the original ticket. So if I so happen to get pulled over, I can at least present them this ticket that I previously gotten and told them that I just gotten my insurance cards and I will get my car inspected as soon as I can. In other words, when I'm not working. But you know the deal, though. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. I used to drive around with suspended um, suspended license. Give a fuck. I'll be out here doing no daredevil shit, so. I just become an easy target driving now because, you know, everybody else got their little inspection sticker. It's an easy thing to point out with a lot of cops. That being said, most of these cops out here are rookies, so they're jabronis. I'll drive around them 24-7 while smoking. You know what I mean? Just, just, just for GP. You know what I mean? Just for GP. Give a fuck about these cops. God damn it. We're only 32 minutes in, but I feel like wrapping this up. So instead, I'm thinking, just maybe... I can have this set aside. We'll add this to what goes on later on tonight. That way it can be an AM slash PM type of occasion. Okay. So what I'm going to do is we're going to play this last little two minute clip. Then we're going to get ready to wrap things up, make this at least 45 minutes long. And then. The next segment you guys will hear will be pretty much a total of probably nine hours from now. You will essentially time travel today. You have went back into the mornings. At nighttime, we'll catch you guys up. Catch you guys up to uh, everything else going on. Wild slash Wicked Women Wednesdays. And I said I was going to do something incorporated by women. So we're going to get NOLA Girl 504, a couple NOLA Girl 504 videos. Pink Book Lessons, one of my favorites right now when it comes to female uh, content creators that are coming out with the similar information. And maybe a few others. Uh, Jennifer Molesky, we'll try to get Jennifer Molesky, a couple from her. We're doing all this towards women, directed women okay I'm just gonna sit back like I said we're gonna we're gonna really try to go through a good amount tonight uh, especially just with what I'm starting with now I figure it would be smarter to just incorporate everything that I have onto an entire episode so even if I do let's just say an hour and 30 minutes tonight it will still equal out to two hours 
Or if I do something that's two hours and 30 minutes, it may equal out to three hours. So we'll see, all right? It's technically still kind of early for me. Not really, but I wanted to get an episode out of the way in the morning just so I can really set up, get my mind, uh, get my mind brainstorming on what to incorporate on future episodes and things like that. I may make some music. Matter of fact, when I get done with this, I'll make a instrumental and then I'll incorporate. This is what I'll do. All right. This may work out. This may not, but it, it most likely will. I'm going to finish this episode, right? Boom. Go inside the house, make a beat, save the beat, use the beat for the intro to the next segment, which will be tonight's episode that's incorporated in one episode. All right. So that is my promise and my statement towards the listeners. All right. We're doing something different. Like I said, I'm always, you know, making beats. I always, I always be in one way, shape or form making music within my lifetime. Uh, just because it's an easy activity. I don't have, I don't have to incorporate people. I don't have to have people around. I can almost be in my own comfortable zone and I can just come up with something. You know what I'm saying? So, that's what I'm going to do, all right? So in the meantime and in between time, it's 11.56. The next time you will hear from me, it will be a time traveling experience where the next segment will just automatically be the music that I told you guys that I was going to make in the intro. And then me continuing on with the nightly edition of the Red Pill Party podcast. In the meantime and in between time, I'm Jersey Judah signing off. Peace. Bitches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Once again, Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. And we are continuing the episode. Hopefully you guys checked out part one, which it would be kind of impossible for you not to without skipping. (coughs) But I am back. Once again, smoking on some fine chronic. Smoking on some runts. Rolled up in this little... uh, honey backwood that I have, and it's time for another episode, man. What you just heard was an instrumental that I made today, as promised. I keep my promises, goddammit. I keep my promises. That beat is called Sightseeing, and yes, Sightseeing is uploaded to SoundCloud. Search Jersey Judah, J-E-R-Z-E-E. J-U-D-A-H, and you will find moi. Um, I also have another beat that I've made. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping I, I'm, I'm keeping on keeping on, right? Middle of the week, so it's Wild Women Wednesday, a.k.a. Wicked Women Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, excuse me. Tongue twister right there. Or maybe I'll just call it WWW. <coughs> but yeah, man, it's just been another day for me, grinding, working. By the way, it's 6.52. Almost dropped my fucking lighter in between the seats of a car. I don't know why cars have that, like, space in between. Like, like I really just think it, it's just there to just cause problems. I have old... I have old Christmas cards in between my car. Let me stop fucking around. What is good, everybody? Um, yeah, man. Wicked slash Wild Women Wednesday, man. We got we got a good enough. We got a good enough things to talk about. Some videos to go over. The great Jesse Lee Peterson. Why did I say Jesse Lee Peterson? You know what's funny? I was just listening to Jesse Lee Peterson. Shout out to JLP, but I'm not talking about him. Excuse me. I'm talking about Jordan Peterson on toxic femininity. Uh, overcoming toxic women and negative women. I want to respond. This is going to be a critical one. I'm going to save that for last. Then we have some titled women get humbled. 
Shout out to Beast Mode Smooth Reacts, because that's from him. We also have Cheating Wife kicked out of the church. God damn, the pastor even sent the money back. Like, we don't need your tithes, you dirty heifer, you. That is Cheating Wife kicked out of the church. Shout out to Pink Book Lessons. So we have Pink Book Lessons, Jesse, oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry for sorry for using the Lord's name in vain, but Jesus. Um, Jordan Peterson on Toxic Femininity. We have uh, Self-Entitled Women Get Own, which is Beast Mode Smooth Reacts. Then we have Overcoming Toxic Women and Negativity. I have to find, I'm pretty sure the guy's going to mention his, um, you know, his name in the beginning. But we want to start off with the cheating wife, man. We're going to start off with the cheating wife. Kicked out of church, man. So without further ado, let's get it. But I want to focus on another statistic, just a little one. 50% of failed marriages, 80% of those are filed by women, right? I want to know why they were filed in the first place. I believe the majority of it is uh, like irreconcilable differences. But if you talk to someone, it's like they didn't feel heard. Someone's not investing in the relationship. Someone cheated, something like that. The 20% of men that leave relationships, usually they fall in love with someone else. They don't want to be with this person anymore. Again, an assumption, I don't have the statistics on that. But women, just coming from a woman, how I would feel, again, I'm not a professional here. They're leaving because someone else isn't invested in the relationship. She talked about how women file for divorce because the men fell in love with someone else. Well, what about women who file for divorce because they fell in love with another man? One time for Fire Dips Films for sending this in. We already know that over 50% of marriages end in divorce. And of those divorces, 80% of them are initiated by women. Well, here's a woman out of South Carolina who's divorcing her husband and she's going to break up their family for another man. Well, she got kicked out of the church and the pastor returned <laughs> her offering for it. The church said they did not want her money and they did not approve of what she was doing to her husband and her kids. Before we get into it, take a second to make sure that you're subscribed to the <coughs> These bitches need to repent. God damn it. These women need to repent. Now, the cheating thing, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Shout out to Tommy Sotomayor. Shout out to all the red pill, even though Tommy is not a proclaimed red pill individual. I consider him red pill. Granted, he doesn't have the greatest relationship or the greatest rapport with a lot of manosphere content creators, but I also feel that, you know, and I've, I've been listening, you know, I've been checking things out. I want to give a salute and a shout out to Hammerhand, one of, one of the guys, one of the MGTOW monks that's really out here, you know, spitting facts, you know what I'm saying? He said something today that was kind of, well, he said it, it was actually yesterday. I was able to catch it finally today. He said something about how the MGTOW, the MGTOWs and the monks are separating themselves from the red pill. And I, I find it to be kind of idiotic. It's like you're almost separating yourself from logic. Now, I understand what he meant by what he was saying because there are a lot of shady fucking people who happen to carry the red pill uh, name or label into their content. 
as a guy like myself, Red Pill Party Podcast, I stand on what I say. I remain real, raw, and red pill. That being said, I'm one of those guys that, you know, you kind of have to read in between the lines. You know, I'm still going to acknowledge the people who I feel that are helpful for me. And hopefully you guys who are listening, you guys can also subscribe and also support them and check out their content. Because it's not just about me. See, it ain't the, it ain't the meosphere. <laughs> it's the manosphere. A lot of y'all niggas need to sit back and, and just, you know, relax. You know, we're still out here. There's guys like me that are out here. Regular folk. Don't let the ego and the facade fool you. I'm just a regular, average, working man. I mentioned something last night about the two type of people in the world. In the world of business, in the world of working, things of that, things of that nature. You have essentially your hands-on people. Now, the people who are hands-on, these are your blue-collar, hard-working individuals. Then you have your political people. Your political people, they don't necessarily get their hands dirty, but they're very strategic and they can make things happen. Now, I've I've kind of tied this into the to the blue collar, white collar sort of idea of our world and our society. So what society has been telling us and when I say society, I mean, um, the feminazis, those those who are actually in control. The feminazis are in control. They're in control of the media. They're in control. They're the consumer-based market. It's a lot of it's a lot of different things to equate here. So it's not just about saying I'm against feminism just because. No, there's there's a reason behind it. You know what I mean? Um, with cheating, it breaks down to where in society the blue collar hands-on approach type of guy gets cast aside or worse he gets considered toxic etc the white collar guy and not necessarily white collar but i would say white collar is as much as high value as you can get those guys have been chosen by the majority of women so we know the 80 and 20 rule so when it comes to cheating this is why i always say it's not a good thing but guys who cheat on their wives and girlfriends, nine times out of ten still want to be with their wives and girlfriends. It's just, hey, there's some side pussy available. He's going to take that opportunity. Now, <clears throat> he can separate and compartmentalize the sexual activity to the wife or to the committed um, relationship that he has. So, therefore, a lot of these guys, they'll, they'll cheat long term. A woman, I don't believe she can really cheat long term. She'll either do it purposely so she can get caught or her emotions won't allow herself to fool around with a guy while being quote unquote committed. See what I mean? So it's there's a lot of dynamics into the whole cheating shit. That being said, anybody who cheats, I mean, <coughs> I'm not I, I can never tell someone that they're a bad person. In that sense, because there's a lot of things that can be put into discussions and I'm not trying to give cheaters a pass by any means. I'm saying, you know, the relationship being the way that relationships are today, 
there's going to be a whole lot more uh, poly lifestyle. The guys are the ones who are more uh, set to be monogamous. And they, they actually believe that the women are hardwired to think the same thing, but they're not today. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these whore hounds are out here whoring it up. They wait till they're 35, dried, completely washed up to look for that magical man in the sky. And in all actuality, she knows that that's not coming to her. She's wasted her whole life bullshitting, fucking around, saying, oh, this guy's too nice. This guy's too courteous. Only for later on in her life to literally go back to those men and look for that passion and look for that care and consideration that she had before. Her looks decreases, therefore the man's interest decreases. Elimination, okay? Elimination. Finito, all right? Get them up out of here channel click the notification bell for all updates and if you're new include new subscriber in your comment below and i'm going to try my best to respond to all of you also south carolina if you happen to be watching from south carolina or you're from south carolina be sure to let me know below all right so here is the letter that the wife decided that she wanted to share it came from the pastor of the church sent her this letter along with her check she gave the church her 10 percent back in december and they're like hey we don't want you or your check the letter says, Dear Brooke, this letter is to inform you that it was unanimously decided in our February 9th business conference that your membership in our local church should be terminated. Oh my God. Oh, how you get kicked out of a church, ho? Your life of, of whoredom or being a harlot to give the most high his praise by using one of the words, the main words in the Bible that I have used myself. These harlots and these spirits of Jezebels, what they do is they look at a man and see what a man, they can break a man down into, into to molecules if they wanted to. This is how manipulative these women are. So they're in the control. The only problem is their emotions, they're, they're too emotional. So they end up, they end up ruining it for themselves in the long run. They put too much thought. Oh, is this guy like the last guy? Because this bitch is going through relationships after relationships and not taking time and, and, and looking into the mirror and seeing if she has problems that she can fix. A bitch will always come looking for a guy to fix her problem. So it's always funny when a guy, like, like for me, like me, for example, I've, what is this, 2022? One, zero, 19, 18, 17, 16, seven years I've been single, right? Now, for a lot of guys, you know, they can't, they feel or they think that they can't get through that those seven years. Now, I, I have cheated in this quest. I have hooked up with a, with a few women along those ends, but the communications with them are no longer, you know, needed. You know what I mean? There's something I've already had sex with once. So if, if it's someone that you had sex with once and you already know in your mind and she knows in her mind, there's no interaction going forward. Why continue to deal with the bitch? 
unless you smash him. Unless. It's always exceptions to the rule, gentlemen. But me, I'm seven years away from relationships. So when I hear about like certain certain dynamics that get thrown in, like this bitch got kicked out of a fucking church, my nigga. How much of a harlot can you truly be? Since you refused to accept the letter that we sent you in November that Smitty. outlined reasons for this action, I will briefly review. She's the sanctified smoothie. Okay. She is the smoothie of salvation. What a smut. You them here. Number one, <laughs> you initiated the separation in your marriage to Josh without good cause, stating that you wanted to begin a relationship with another man. It seems you have no desire to keep your family together, and this has caused a great deal of hurt to you, your husband, your children, and many others. This is being unfaithful to the marriage vow that you took before God. Number two, you have continued to post many unchristian and even indecent pictures oh and God. messages on various social media sites over the past many months. You have also been very negative and critical of many of our church family, I believe, to try and take the attention off your... The goddamn church, Lord, Lord, forgive me for, for, for doing that. The the damn church. The church has came against this harlot. She got to get her shit and leave. Here, take your money back, bitch. Goddamn. The real needs, which you deny. And number three, you have refused counsel or advice from your husband, your pastor, and many of your close church family who really care for you and have tried to help you. Brooke, contrary to what you try to convince us, you are really not in a very good place right now. Brooke, taking this action was not an easy thing for the church to do. There have been many prayers said for you and your family over this last year plus. There was a great deal of sadness in our meeting over having to do this. You and your family have been a very important part of our church for many years. And I know that we still love each of you very much. We are hoping that God will show you this, his will in all this, and that you will also desire to do his will. Please let us know if that happens. Sincerely, Pastor Bernie. And here's a... Adios, you fucking skank. Perfect. Pastor Bernie. <coughs> Let's put something in the collection plate for Pastor Bernie. <coughs> Let's put something in the collection plate. Okay? Let's let's give let's give Pastor Bernie his flowers. Let's put something in the collection plate. You know what I'm saying? Told this bitch, yo, talk to yo, he talked to this bitch like she was a daughter of his. Nigga like with, with great sadness and disappointment. Like, the pastor was just beyond disappointed. You know what I mean? It's funny to me, like, what, how is that? Like, I want to know details, man. Fuck the bullshit, man. I want the, I want, <laughs> I want the gossip. I'm like a hoe. <laughs> I'm acting like a hoe right now. Like, how the fuck do you get kicked out of a church? The fucking congregation came against you. Like, you have to be a fucking smut. You have to. You have to be a smoothie. And once again, the, the, the smoothie of, of salvation.
the sanctified smoothie gets booted the fuck out of a church, you know you ain't shit. You get kicked out of a church, you know you ain't shit. Funky asshole. You see, I grew up in the black church. <coughs> Growing up in the black church, you knew who was who was the hot thing and who wasn't. The hot thing, she come in damn near revealing everything. Right? She come in revealing it all. You just looking there like, as a kid, you're traumatized. You're looking at this bitch like, damn, she got everything out. No hate, looking bad. But you in the house of the Lord doing this fuckery? Oh, get this bitch out of here. Get her up out of here. Get her up out of here ASAP. All right. Last part here. Note, we all felt it best to return the tithe check that you recently gave to Jeanette. So they sent her this letter along with a $500 check that she paid to the church on December 31st, 2021. You know, I grew up in what I would call our family church. My family went there. My grandparents went there. My great-grandparents went there. My great-great-grandparents went there. So I just couldn't imagine anybody getting kicked out of the church. But obviously this congregation, they've had enough of Brooke. Not only is she out here embarrassing her family, running around in a relationship with another man, trying to dump her husband, God but dear. she's embarrassing the church too with her photos and her messages online. We've all heard of people getting fired or kicked out of school for affairs or posting things online, depending on what kind of job you have. But do you think it's okay for the church to kick out members? Now, Tango down. Get this bitch out of here. Get that bitch out of the church. Bring that bitch back to where she belongs. What the fuck is going on here? Bring that bitch back to where she belongs. She belongs to the streets. You fucking right, future. What type of fucking bullshit is this? The bitch got kicked out of the church. You can, you know she black. She black. Shout out to JLP. She black. Getting kicked out of the church, running around with some with another nigga. Probably try to bring the nigga to the church. See, that's what, listen, y'all niggas don't know about the church. Y'all better stop. I'll fuck around and have service in here. Find the most fucking hypocritical bitches up in the fucking church. You find the Miss Know-It-Alls in the church. Like I said, you find Miss Hot Thing, Miss Hot Pants. You catch this bitch in the church. They all doing the same shit. They get washed. They get washed up by the streets. They get they get washed up by the corners in the neighborhoods at the end. And then they get to, to an age where no man wants them. So they might as well reach out to the Lord. Only thing some of these bitches have left. And they go to the churches because they want to find Mr. Nice Guy. You know. Look, you're a simp. I'm gonna have to report you back to Cusco. These these niggas, they look for these niggas, and these niggas is always there trying to save a bitch. Bible in hand. <coughs> Bible Bible in one hand, bank account card in the other hand. And these niggas be out here tricking, bro. They be out here doing the most, and they be in the churches. 
That's why when this bitch, when she gets kicked out of the church, it's a done deal. Tango down. Get her up out of here. Immediately. <coughs> Immediately. Shout out to Pink Book Lessons, man. We're going to keep on fucking rolling. You know what I mean? I'm in one of those moods tonight. We're going to keep on fucking rolling. Then when we get through all these videos, you know, I'm going to drop some science, some mathematics out there. And, um, yeah, we're going to keep it pushing, all right? We're going to go to Jordan Peterson on toxic femininity, all right? Now, I want you young men out there to pay attention to this guy. This was a guy that I was on the fence with. Very, I mean, I may have mentioned him earlier as somebody I didn't like. But I've based that, and I can honestly uh, admit, I based that just off of a couple videos or a couple of talking points. Um, the shit that he's been dropping recently, I mean, this nigga's, he's damn near dropping mixtapes. He's out here just setting these streets on fire, you know, um, pointing out a lot of the toxic behaviors in these women. Because, you know, with us being men or having any form of masculinity, that can be viewed as toxic to these broads. But these fucking modern day whorehounds, <clears throat> these 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 cock hopping legends are out here doing the most, being the most disrespectful, the most disgraceful, and the most out of pocket. So let's hear what Jordan Peterson has to say on toxic femininity. About three years ago, I was interviewed by uh, the Economist, and we were talking about aggression, and. I said that men are, on average, more aggressive than women, or they're more physically aggressive. Mm. Um, so among children, for example, boys are more likely to kick, hit, bite, and steal. And that's not a bad operationalization of aggression, let's say. And then if you look within boys, a small proportion of the boys are that way at two. Most of them get socialized out of it, but those that don't, are stably antisocial and criminal into the adolescence and adulthood. And then that burns out around 27, 28. That's the developmental trajectory of aggression. Doesn't look like it's learned. Okay, so, however, there's something else. So that's interesting enough. It's like, it's there at two. It's a rage circuit. It's an old, old biological circuit. And it gets controlled. And most aggressive kids are socialized by the time they're four. And if they're not, you can't socialize them after that. That's also very interesting and rather disheartening. But women, girls, however, they are more aggressive than males if you measure aggressive aggression differently. They use reputation destruction. So, well, we've seen what happens with social media. <laughs> Physical aggression doesn't translate to social media. But reputation destruction that translates to social media unbelievably well. So maybe it's time to have a little chat about toxic femininity. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Uh, John, my, uh, I've got Talk a little piece shit. of paper here with some of the questions we were going to ask you. Uh, and the next one on my list is, why do people hate you? <laughs> uh, I think you've answered that. <laughs> why, so actually, why, why do you think? Why do you think? I mean, <laughs> well, look, I was going to ask know, you this. But what would you point to? Well, let me ask you this, because I think this is an important part of it. Uh, Helen Lewis, who's interviewed you and who's who wrote a review of oh, your yeah. book. Who, she hates who, me. <laughs> yeah, she hates you. I've met Helen Lewis and uh, she's interviewed me and of all the things you might say about her, you wouldn't say that she was stupid 
and you wouldn't say that she was poorly educated, right? So I might say that. <laughs> yeah, cook up, Jordan Peterson, man, cook the fuck up. What the fuck is this? And the, you can tell the guy who's interviewing him is so fucking beta, bro. Like, like super duper beta. Like this guy, <clears throat> he's obviously capping. He's kind of playing devil's advocate, but that's sort of when you listen to enough interviewers. And I was always like fascinated with journalists and people who were able to like reach out to certain personalities and, and, and have interviews. Right. Like, so this guy is sort of like, he's kind of just playing into the audience in a sense. I, I admire it in a way, but it's also, it also comes off beta as fuck, but continue to cook, Jordan, continue to cook. <laughs> I was being generous. She took but advantage anyway. of the education that was offered to her, but yeah. Yeah. but but but, but education that, is so corrupt that mastering sure. it makes you an expert at nonsense. Touche, touche. I'll accept that. But let's just go with the she's <laughs> intelligent point. So she should sure. be able to understand your arguments, and I'm sure she does. And yet, I noticed time after time where an intelligent person. Even Kathy Newman, you wouldn't say that she's stupid, uh, and no. lots of others come after you with a vitriol and a visceral. F you can feel it. You can when you're you should watching. be there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, when I went to the GQ interview, yeah. Um, look, I've got to say, when I went to the Kathy Newman interview, Kathy Newman was very professional. We met in the green room beforehand. She was perfectly polite. Um, in a, in a professional sort of way, you know, but that's fair enough. Professional politeness beats the hell out of, you know, random rudeness. So I'll take it. Um, when I walked into the GQ interview, and, and this was, I was already pretty worn out at that point. Um, there was a photo shoot first and then the interview. And that place was hostile right from the moment I walked in. And so I'm kind of on edge in that interview because I could feel that. And it was like... Um, the stage was set long before I walked into that. So there wasn't even professional politeness. It was, you know, people can freeze up a room. Some people are really good at that. I think maybe it has to do with smell. You know, I lived with someone once and you could tell if they were upset when you walked into the house, you'd get kind of an uneasy feeling. And the only <laughs> explanation I have for that is that it's related to smell at some unconscious level. In any case, the GQ interview atmosphere was unbelievably tense and i was sort of in there for 45 minutes before i started talking so i was you know i was already in the position of a cat who he hears dogs barking down the street so um in any case it still isn't ob obvious to me what it is that causes such animosity well, let me posit a theory, Jordan, because this is what I really want to ask you. You tweeted the other day when Helen Lewis published her review of your book. You said, why do you hate me? I've tried to be a good man. And I replied saying, I think you've answered your own question. And my fear is, and my question to you is, do you think that fundamentally, you mentioned toxic femininity. I don't like to get into this whole gender thing in that way, because the whole gender war is a stupid thing to me, as far as I'm concerned. But I do think it's possible that we live in a society where some people, those people that I'm talking about, they... See, see, that's what I'm talking about with his interviewing skills. He like, he's not going to address them directly, but he's going to give innuendos. 
and it's almost as if he's speaking directly to them. You know, there's a way of interviewing and a way of expressing yourself. I think a lot of people, a lot of well-known uh, journalists, or not even journalists, like interviewers, dudes who do uh, like late night, Jimmy Fallon, for example, or, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, uh, what's the dude's name? I forgot. Bob Hope? I don't fucking know. But he has he has a very neutral stance. So from either direction, depending on who you listen to more, I only know of Jordan Peterson. I know of the very little things that he spoke on when it came to people. But in the beginning, it's spot on. They hate, they don't want strong men. They don't want men to be better. They want men to be weaker. And they see you as an agent of change who helps men to be better, and they are scared of that. Well, if you've had bad experiences with men, and, you know, that's probably the universal female experience, right? Because we all fall short of the ideal. Um, and, of course, that's deeply disappointing to women, just as women who fall short of the ideal are deeply disappointing to men. But let's say you've had less than ideal relationships, perhaps with any man in your life, um, it might make it very difficult for you to distinguish between authority and power, right? Because if authority is misused, it looks like power, and misused power is tyranny. And so the best thing to do in the case of misused power is to reduce the power. And if authority and competence never enter the issue, never enter the, the question, then... You don't ever think you're sacrificing something. You're just dampening down the possibility of tyranny. This is partly why I, 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 the oppressive patriarchy narrative is so dis, distasteful to me. It's like, look, fair enough, you know. I mean, every hierarchical system has its tyrannical aspect. And you might say, well, let's get rid of hierarchies. It's like, no, sorry. You can't even see without a hierarchy because you have to decide what you're going to look at. And you privilege what you're looking at over all the things you aren't looking at, and you produce a value hierarchy instantly. There's no escape from that unless you could equally attend to everything all the time, which you can't. So you're stuck with hierarchies. There's no escape from them. That doesn't mean they're universally benevolent, because they're not. And they get warped by power. But just because they get warped by power doesn't mean that that's their essence. Authority is their essence, and that's competence, right? And, but if you can't distinguish those two, well, then it's all out assault on anything that looks like power. Hmm. So, and there's definitely, there's, there's a huge element of that. It's so unfortunate because you see then that boys get punished for their ambition, you know, and because that looks like the route to power. I knew, I had friends who were so guilty about their ambition that, well, in one case, it, it killed him. He committed suicide. Now, he had his problems, you know, but one of them was that he was unbelievably guilty about being white, about being an oppressor, about... I've said this... <clears throat> I've said this on the podcast before. I'm going to say it again. White people have got to stop with the 
oppressor angle. You're only going to make it worse for yourself. Most black people, believe it or not, they don't look, we don't look at white folks as the oppressor. I really don't. If I were to think logically with that word and that definition, a lot of people who oppressed me were people who looked just like me. To be fair. But no, I don't look at white people as the uh, the oppressor. I don't play the Jesse Jackson games, the Al Sharpton games, the Black Lives Matter games. I'm a melanated man, a proud melanated man. But I also stand on what I believe in. I don't take a, I don't openly take a political stance when it comes to a lot of shit. But my side of the spectrum is more conservative than anything. And the people who talk about liberals, the old liberals, those, they don't exist anymore. They're either like extreme lefties slash commies or just like um, in the closet socialists. That's, that's the most you're going to get out of the left today. You know what I mean? But we don't want to go political. Do not go political. All right. Um, going forward. And like. I have a couple of things that I have written down from what he said in the beginning, you know, at the end, I didn't really kind of lost me. Um, women be, women are being more aggressive with, or I put women being more aggressive via manipulation and gaslighting. And I also put reputation, AKA cancel culture. Um, the attack of a man's reputation what you can simply equate in the industries as cancel culture. The same thing they try to do to Chappelle. A lot of people don't remember the Kevin Hart situation where he was supposed to host, I think it was the Oscars or some shit. He was supposed to host one of those um, big time uh, award ceremonies, those uh, satanic ceremonies i'm just joking sort of um but they they dug up you know the rainbow coalition the rainbow tribe they they dug up uh, some previous homophobic uh tweets and they canceled his ass they said uh um yeah we just saw we just seen some uh some tweets from I think this shit was from like 2012. Like, nigga, get the fuck out of here. Shit was from 2012. And this shit happened, I think, 2018, if I'm not mistaken. They said, um, we noticed on a, a couple of your tweets, uh, six years ago, you used some uh, homophobic terms. We can't have people like you host the Oscars for us. <laughs> You're eliminated. <laughs> Sit your little ass down. And they and they got somebody else. I think it was like Chris Rock. Forgot who they got. They had another tap dancing Negro uh, participate and do the honors instead. Right? So that I think with, with those with those actual lines that I've written down from this, this can easily be future episodes, one being women being more aggressive via manipulation 
and gaslighting. Let's look something up. Let's look up aggressive. Aggressive. All right. I thought you were going to read the whole thing, but you're not doing that, so you're not cool. Aggressive. Ready or likely to attack or confront, characterize as are resulting from aggression. Uh, pursuing one's aims and interests focusfully, sometimes unduly so. An aggressive businessman. So we're usually using... We're going to most likely use the the similar um, aggressive towards the more hostile, forceful, assertive type of female. So we're going to go on that probably another day. And I also mentioned reputation, a.k.a. cancel culture. And we can go through a slew of fucking false allegations with the Me Too movement. There's a there's so much things that really go on with those. So we're going to save that. Save that right now. So we'll talk about that most likely tomorrow. Because we still have, I think, what? Three or two more videos left? Uh, Yeah, we have two more to go through. One's ten minutes, the other's five minutes. Uh, This isn't going to be that long. But we're going to get into self-entitled woman gets humble. Well... There's a couple disclaimers. Um, for one, Steve Harvey. Anytime Steve Harvey is a part of a reaction, it's always a half-ass sort of response. And he always caters to his female audience. You know what I'm saying? And, <clears throat> and I'm just going to say this. You know, I don't know how this is going to be received. But I think if Kevin Samuels continues to go in the route that he's going... That's going to be the same result for him. And I'm not saying that in a bad way because, you know, the nigga may want that reputation. He may want um, these guys or these women, these type of women to participate in his audience. They're loyal. They're like R. Kelly fans. They're like R. Kelly fans to a sense where they they become just infatuated with the perversion. This is why a lot of women talk about how they like toxic men. It's that perversion to them. You know what I mean? They feel, they truly feel that being with a toxic man Is something that these bitches truly want. Of course, you know, the consequences and repercussions come along with that. For one, the bitch becomes a single mother. That toxic nigga that you was piping, you thinking twice about having that nigga as a father. But you already opened the legs for the nigga, you stupid hoe. And now you're just on a road for disaster. But at the same time, you're not because, you know, as a woman, all the family is going to come together and take care of that child regardless. 
you're dealing with a lot of black, a lot of black households, those, those bitches, those bitches, they're going to get the abortion as soon as possible. If they can get access to it. You know what I mean? Without the parents noticing, they, they're going to do it. You know, in New York City, I think it was in 2015, there was more ba uh, black babies being aborted than born. I may have got the year wrong, but it was something of that sort in New York City. Just think about that. What regard does, what, what, what disregard we truly have for life? That we would still not judge a woman who has all of these different contraceptions, have all of these different ways of preventing pregnancy, get pregnant. To a point now where it's so perverted in our society, we have promoted the idea of abortions and almost advertised it. Planned Parenthood are, are better off having fucking jerseys and baseball caps. Because it is the essence and the attitude that these women possess. In some cases, I would even say a spirit. But at the end of the day, if you're just a simp, if you're just out there representing beta bucks for a lot of these bitches and representing bottom feeding providers, you're, you're providing a life. You're providing life to a bottom feeding hoe. You should really look into the mirror and kind of get into your senses of who you are and what you want out of life. The things that I wanted versus the things that I needed were obviously two different things. So I had to make a lot of decisions. Even with this podcasting and what direction I wanted to go. Oh, I just want to make this comical. Yeah, I can do that. But at the same time, I feel... I feel a duty to spread this valuable message via all of the great content creators and great speakers that we still have. Granted, we are considered the radicals. Granted, we are considered the toxic. A lot of us men are even considered invisible to the modern day woman. But the MDWs, they have no realization of what they provide. A matter of fact, now that I'm speaking on it, I may reiterate what I was going to bring up earlier in this episode. And when I mean earlier, I mean earlier this morning. <coughs> God damn. 7.36 as we speak. Um, Let's see. We have this saved from earlier. Okay. Shout out to Darius M on Facebook. It's Darius Media Network. And this is something that I had shared back in 2019, March 2nd. And it goes as followed. The reason so many women fail at relationships 
It's because they only focus on what they want instead of what they can give. I'm going to say that again. The relationships are the reason, or excuse me, the reason so many women fail at relationships is because they only focus they only focus on what they want instead of what they can give. All right? Now, with that being said, as a man, going back to what I've actually stated earlier, seven years out of relationships, the process was a slow one. It was it was a uh, it was a slow burn, right? Where after a year, I, I I actually started actually feeling depressed, and I was at probably my darkest time a little bit before or a little after that. And then the second year going forward, it was all good. I didn't, I mean, there was a couple of chicks that I talked to. I didn't really, I didn't really continue on any quest until maybe a year after. So a year after, which is a total of one, two, probably the third year being single. And that's like 2018 going back to the same company that I worked for 2015. I looked at that as essentially a fresh start and it started off like that, but then shit got really bad. The work environment sucked, the people sucked. You know, when you work, I mean, it's always easy for somebody to say you should love what you do, you know, but you know, people know you gotta make money. And, you know, I, I kind of found, I found sort of a rhythm in what I do, so it's not necessarily too much of a task. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily rush through shit, but at the same time, I don't waste too much time sitting down. I try to get as much that I can get done in the time being so I can have more energy and more time to sit down and do what I do now. So with certain people... Like you're not, you're not gonna really care much because, like, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a good so-called good relationship, then you'll t- you'll you'll essentially go through hell to keep that relationship. I'm sure, most men will agree to an extent, especially those in the blue pill. The blue pill matrix is completely different. You're in the red pill party podcast, and the vibration here it's cold. Even though it's 53 degrees Fahrenheit, it's still cold. Cause you have to you have to have that you have to have that mentality as a man going forward. If you allow yourself, if you open yourself up to any woman, you're gonna get those manipulation tactics. You're gonna get everything that I'm gonna mention tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Very important. Okay. And the third year, like I said, I tried to get back. I started, I tried talking to this one chick, had no idea she was a 304. My boys, my boys was pretty much telling me the whole time, like, yo, she's a 304. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. Found out the hard way. And then that, that didn't, it wasn't a depression after that. It was almost like an anger, but it was like, it wasn't a uncontrollable anger. It was a controlled anger, but it was more anger in myself and allowed myself to reach that point. So from that point going forward, I've kind of just been steadfast when it comes to a lot of women, especially 
the toxic women that you can you can honestly point out, you can honestly like you can see them coming a mile away. And it may not even be their appearance, it may just be their attitude. See what I mean? Like there's other things that you would have to incorporate. But it is the representation of what is considered the modern day women. So for me getting more insight within that, I kind of, I don't, it's not like I, I don't socialize with women. I just don't have any, I have no, I have no care or consideration or intentions of any, anything but a hello, how are you doing type situation. Like anything that goes beyond that, especially in a workplace for men, it's, for a lot of men to be in that situation, they will be like, oh, man, I can't believe you talk. No, these, these are just women are women. Something that women don't want to hear. And when I say women are women, it's the same that men are men. Nobody's special. I'm I'm particularly good at certain things. A woman is particularly good at other things. Men are better together than apart. Everybody can agree with that. Even people in the manosphere, outside of the manosphere, etc. <clears throat> it's just when you're dealing with a percentage of women, a growing percentage of women with that sort of energy and that influence by the feminazis, you get the same feminazi narrative, you just get a different face. It's almost a copy and paste um, situation. It really is. And it's, it's sad. But at the same time, I realize I'm better off by myself than, than with anybody that I would not want to be with I could be like a lot of the friends that I had who who got women pregnant at 15 and these were women who later on made their lives a living hell and they couldn't do anything about it they may have been the men who were the exception of the rule and actually try to participate in the child's life and that woman has the court system lock this nigga up oh he didn't pay child support okay we'll lock him up that's where you get into a lot of these, a lot of these wicked ass bitches who end up becoming single mothers. And I'm not saying that all single mothers are just wicked women. I'm saying a good portion of them, they've tried to use that child as a vice to that man. You feel me? So the man is missing out of the household for a reason. And it becomes no more of just the conversation that's mentioned every once in a while to goddamn a fucking epidemic to black communities having um, a fatherless environment a bunch of young boys running around looking for some form of masculine guidance looking for um, some form of uh, belonging a sense of belonging in a sense you know what I mean but see a lot of dudes in, in our communities, we don't really think about shit like that. I do. I don't give a shit about these hoes. It's these children that's coming up and that's going to continue to come up in these environments. I think it's up to a, a good percentage of us as men to really, uh, however, however possible you can do it, um, come in with just... You never come in with a blank canvas. You come in with something that you own. You know what I mean? You come in with something that, that you're willing to fight for. 
See what I mean? A lot of people they just they don't have that passion. They may be they may be exceptionally good at something, right? But they just don't have the passion to do it. So essentially they fall off. But in your mind they fall off, but in their mind they're probably doing something else that you probably wouldn't even understand. Because you only see things and you only see people in a certain perspective. I like to see people Meaning, when I say this, I mean this in like a general sense of knowing people. I, I want to see somebody at their good times. I want to see somebody at their bad times. Realistic. I don't like people who, who promote this fake optimism shit. And we're going to get into that later on. Matter of fact, we should get into that right now because I just spoke on it. So we're going to get into that. And then after that, we got one more. But this is only five minutes. This is, I'm just going to play most of this. Well, I'm not, I'm lying. I'm going to stop this every time I feel it's necessary to say something. Only because I feel with this video, it needs to be addressed. Like th these are the type of people that I wouldn't hang around with because what it is, it's a facade. Like if a nigga's going through hard times, like there, there's people that, that I knew that I can tell you for a fact, I prevented them from doing heinous things to themselves. You feel me? And I feel that's important. I don't think that's something that should be laughed about or joked about. I mean, maybe later on down the road when the motherfucker's doing well, you can bring up that shit and bust his balls. He might find it funny. He might not. It's a serious subject. But I feel that, men we're kind of more receptive to humor and what people at least feel humor is. You know what I mean? I don't look at somebody... Who says like like Joe Rogan for example? Like I don't look at Joe Rogan as a racist. Do I find I don't I also don't. It's not like a a white person saying the n word, the n bomb. He said nigger, right? And he said it in the context of the story that he was kind of talking about. I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I brought this up before. It could have been related to the Planet of the Apes. Uh, movie, which is the reason why that shit got brought it up, but there's a lot of these motherfuckers that that said the word nigger, bro. Like, like for me, I'm I'm going to be honest with you, and this is me. I'm a black person. Like, I'm not Caucasian. You know what I mean? I got I got Irish, uh, Irish relatives down the line, but I'm for the most part, you can see me as a melanated man. I don't I don't get offended by that word as much as I used to. That doesn't mean that I accept people using it, but I but who at who at the same time, who am I to accept what to tell people what they can say or what they can't say anyway. So I'd rather have a person say that shit up front than be a motherfucker behind the scenes saying it. Cause now if I hear you saying it secretly, I'm gonna have to beat you the fuck up. If you say it publicly, I I would I would probably think twice about it because I would have to respect just the upfront. See, a lot of people, that's how they looked at Trump at first. They looked at Trump as a racist. Like, they, he hated everybody, right? And then they realized that he was just the egotistical asshole who thought very highly of himself, but his policies was aimed towards America, so that got the patriotism bug kicking in for the first time with a president since fucking JFK, damn near. Anyway... Because of that, he had that mentality where, like, like Trump, 
compared to Biden, it's just like, come on. Who are we supporting right now? Like, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Who are we supporting? Is this guy America? Is this guy the man that you've really chosen to support? Anybody but Trump? I remember those stickers. I wonder how that's working out with some of you guys today. Because, you know, when Biden came in, he had his people with him that got him in the office. You know who those people are. <clears throat> He had New World Order. He had them niggas with him. You know what I mean? They got him in the office. I know America isn't that stupid. But then again, eh, I don't know. Because I got to I gotta hand it to Trump. Because he was, he was a smooth villain. Like, people generally hated Trump. And they couldn't really come up with a direct reason why. Like, oh, he's a racist. How? He said this. All right, that's related to the border. That's more of like a, it's like a national thing. It's like a nationalist. I would say Trump is a nationalist. I wouldn't call him a racist. Very careful with my words. I would consider Trump to be a nationalist. Now, this nationalist doesn't have a color into it. Notice I didn't say white nationalist, right? He's a nationalist. So that move that he made was actually better because if you look at the immigration rates that Trump had in four years compared to what Obama had eight years. <laughs> what are we what are we talking about here? Like get the fuck out of here. And see that's the problem with a lot of people. They get tied up in these these emotional um, these emotional talking points. They're not really paying attention to the logic. This is how I think a lot of mainstream media turned a lot of these guys into 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 essentially wussies and beta males. You know what I mean? Wussies and complete fucking betas. Because now it's all emotional. Well, Trump's a racist. I heard whites. I heard whites. This is why I'm disappointed in white people. I've heard white people tell me shit like, you know, Trump is no, Trump is no different than Adolf Hitler. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, yo, you white people are out of pocket. Like, what type of shit is this? Take it easy. The fuck is going on here? These liberals have lost their fucking minds, bro. These niggas need, these niggas need a Bible, Jesus, Buddha, all, all types of, they need the mark of Buddha, the mark of Christ. Stop it. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Like, now, and now you got Sleepy Joe into his house. I didn't even check out the State of the Union, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever fucking speech this old decrepit bastard got to talk about. I don't want to listen to that. Get this nigga out of my face. I don't want to look at this old man talk. Y'all claim y'all claim Trump was such a racist. Then you got this old slave master looking ass nigga in the fucking office. The fuck is wrong with y'all niggas, man? Stop it. Get some help. See, this is this is how I want to go. This is how I'm going to go off in the future. This is about five years. I said 10 years previously, but I think there's five years left of this type of content where it's directly red pill. And then I'm just going political. I'm going to just start frying these bitches. I'm going to fry these bitch made ass niggas too. Fry all these faggots in politics. See, 
Biden, Biden was the hat trick. It was another hat trick from the Democratic Party to the black man. The Democratic Party has always been using tactics to get the less fortunate black people. But then the black people who try to prosper, who, the black people who try to prosper, they have nothing for us. The black people who are trying to get to the next level, maybe without too much of the politics and the bullshit, they don't want nothing to do with us. So when we go to the other side and be more conservative, all of a sudden it's a problem. You know what I mean? I've heard white people call um, black conservative sellouts. I'll pull up to one of these motherfuckers' houses if they said some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't play on that shit. We don't play the Uncle Tom games over here. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I'm, st- I'm still a nigga at the end of the day. I don't, and see, with me, I'm I'm concerned about my next move. The next motherfucker, that's, that's, they got to be concerned about their next move. That's how you got to move now. You keep a tight circle. Sometimes it's just a dot. It's just you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have a circle. Sometimes it's the dot. And when it's just the dot, not the thought, when it's the dot and it's just you, you see who's really there for you, who's checking up on you, seeing how you're doing. And then you just see the people just going on, living their lives. And I think that right there, that's the reality check that I always speak on when it comes to this podcast, when it comes to self-development, when it comes to the red pill. See, with me, to keep it real with you, I, I, I appreciate the red pill, but I do feel it's being oversaturated with a lot of BS. It's just a lot of people who are trying to do this for profit. And look, hey, get your money. But when it starts to damage the reputation of what we as men truly stand for when it comes to the response of these feminazis, we have to come direct. We can't, I can't support a person who's always asking for a dollar. Especially these, these higher up niggas. These niggas are supposed to be successful. They flex on niggas every goddamn day. They're not trying to give nobody else any credibility. They're not trying to give nobody else any shine, but they're supposedly the big dogs. Big dogs never afraid of competition. These so-called alpha males, they want to talk about being the big dog, but when it comes to competition, these motherfuckers always hide underneath their fucking tail, squirm off in a fucking corner somewhere. You know what I mean? That's why I don't promote alpha male shit. I promote the be the better you shit. Whatever that may be. I'm speaking from a sigma male mindset. A sigma male perspective. A more organic way of thinking and living. Even though I smoke weed, I smoke cigarettes, I'm a sinner. You understand? I'm a sinner like everybody else on this earth. But I try to be, in this case, more transparent and more direct with my approach and what I talk about. Because I feel in order to be taken more serious, I have to take the conversation to the serious route.
So without further ado, we're going to get into this next video. Connection to, like I said earlier, because I don't really forget much. These are the type of people. That I can respect. But at the same time, I can't really be around. Because it becomes sort of this egotistical, ego trip sort of mindset. And it's always and it's always supposed to be in response of toxic. So it's almost like a toxic person telling you, well, in order to get over, you know, being in toxic relationships, you got to become toxic. You know what I mean? It's like, let's just get into it. I see this in my consultations. I hear this from y'all. A lot of y'all is just struggling in life. Like, y'all need to learn how to put women to the side. And let me make this quick point. I had a consultation with a dude, right? The whole consultation, we were addressing the female he used to talk to. Um, just, you know, how interest was fluctuating, getting it back on track, right? Then this dude makes a point, a valid point that a lot of y'all guys don't even understand about yourselves. He said, do I even need to be dealing with this female right now? He asked himself that. Some of y'all just want pussy. I know this because y'all don't get it like that. Y'all don't get it like that. You can't be select. All right. So let me just correct him right there. Um, most guys want pussy. Yeah. But I don't think most guys are going through all of that to get pussy. Meaning... The guys who are not getting pussy, they actually want relationships more than pussy. Because I think it's actually more logical to think that way because while in a relationship with a woman, you have a good amount of access to pussy versus being a guy who's acting like somebody he isn't to try to get the woman's attention, then, the, then just to be put in the spotlight and, and not being able to perform the way that you were acting because... In fact, you are acting, that's completely different. So I think the guys who are not getting pussy, they're not as desperate. They're not desperate for just pussy. You see what I mean? Like, even though we live in a very hypersexual society, I bring this up a lot. The pornography, OnlyFans, women, etc. This this ties into the growing population of incels. This grows into the higher numbers of uh black pill content creators and people who just have a black pill way of thought a more nihilistic approach as i like to break down um black pills i think most black pill content creators would agree that their approach is a little more nihilistic than the uh, red pill you know community or whatever the fuck you want to call it um yeah we're gonna get into this but watch it's it's kind of like like i said before you can't you can't really fight fire with fire. You got to be with you have to align with another element. You feel me? You can't fight fire with fire. You can fight fire with water. More of a direct approach. In other words, the opposite. Psychology-wise, I think you know, I'm breaking down some shit, but on a psychology level, if someone's hot that hot would be furious, angry, and then with water, water being the representation of calm or cool, you handle the situation with a cool approach, 
you put out, therefore putting out the fire. You see what I'm talking about? Or, like I said, you can you can proclaim to fight fire with fire, but then you become the fire that somebody else will eventually put out. See what I'm saying? But when you really value yourself and you really want to go to that next level, you have to be asking yourself questions like this. Do I really need this toxic female around me? Do I need this toxicity? And this does play an energy, y'all. These toxic females, any situation can take your energy, y'all. I just want y'all to, aside from the females, it's more than that. This world throws situations at you. What somebody says, you even dapping somebody up that you don't even want to be involved with can take your energy, can take your vibe, can fuck up your vibe. You associating with people that are just not for you. Negative energy will take your positivity from you. It will literally be the opposite of what you are trying to hold in yourself, what you're trying to give to yourself and your work. I'm telling you this. It is important for you to be able to control that shit. How do you do that? How do you control the energy? How, how do you keep people from taking your light, right? Light can't fellowship with darkness. All right? It just don't work. That's another thing I want to disagree with. There is something, sir, something that I have tattooed on me, something that is known for a lot of the, and I'm not being uh, racist or offensive when I say this, the Orientals, whether that is Korean, Japanese, I don't think Japanese or Chinese, that is the yin-yang, right? This is the representation of light and darkness. So light and darkness exist on this earth for a reason. Hence, there's a lot of good people and a lot of terrible people. There is that there is that alignment of light and dark on this earth. And the Bible says that we are in a spiritual warfare. And those spirits being of light and dark. So within any way you look into it, a scientific way, you can look into it in a religious way, or my way of looking into it is more spiritual. There is light and dark that exist within all of us. That's why there's a lot of bad people who happen to do good shit, and there's a lot of good people that people see do good things, but behind the scenes do a lot of bad shit. This is what is called humanity, sir. If you got toxic things, toxic people, toxic situations, Sometimes it's a learning curve for you. Sometimes it's an obstacle in your path that you got to overcome. And the way you overcome is by cutting it out. The way you protect your energy, cut them off. Cut them away from you. Don't let a negative thought get into your head and overcome all the good things that you just worked hard for. You cannot let that happen. How do you get this down path? You have to believe, y'all. You have to believe. I don't want to hear... You know, all these things I hear about guys with depression and sadness and all this stuff. I don't like to put, you know, videos out about it because it's like, you know, I have mentioned it before, but I don't want to continuously mention it over and over again because it, it just puts out a negative energy. And I'm why not? Why not? That's a part. See, and this is the whole optimism mindset where it's like. You don't you don't talk about the bad. You just focus on the good. And it's like, nah, man, you need some of that bad 
you need those learning experiences. And this is what I'll incorporate also within, you know, the game of self-development. These negative experiences that you have in a lot of ways, when you talk to the most successful men, they will tell you that that was a good point. Well, it wasn't a good point, but it was an important point because they learned more about themselves through their mistakes and learned in the future not to make those mistakes. So in a way, he's right. You have to cut off that negativity, but you don't you don't denounce the negativity. You know, you understand it's there. The evils or the toxics or the toxicity of this world, you acknowledge it, you see it, but you don't participate in it. You can't just pretend that it doesn't happen because then you'll just be living a lie. I want to do that to you guys. So this is what you got to believe. You got to believe that you got the victory. No matter what, y'all, no matter what, I don't care if it's a small, minuscule situation or the biggest shit you got on your plate for the next month. I don't care. You got to operate. You got to walk in victory. That's what you do. How you going to sit here and tell me you listen to all these positive affirmations, you meditate, but you still can't figure out why why, why you can't overcome this hump? Why, why are you still in this negative zone in your life? You can't overcome. You always regressing back to it. You don't believe in yourself. You don't believe you have the victory. All right. You got to believe you got the victory no matter what. You dream victory. I walk victory. I talk victory. I eat victory. I shit victory, nigga. All right. So like I said before, it's like the optimistic mindset, which I guess for certain people it works. But in a lot of other ways, it doesn't. And you're kind of just psyching yourself to believe something that isn't true. And a lot of people can easily say that about themselves and continue doing nothing. Right. It's just about for a lot of guys, it's how you feel. Right. Because, hey, you can be working hard and feel miserable. Yeah. But you can also be doing nothing, getting nowhere, getting nowhere fast, getting old fast, going nowhere. And then next thing you know, you were 50 something year old bum doing the same shit that you was doing 20, 30 years ago. You know what I mean? This whole thing of self-development is very important. You know what I'm saying? It's, it goes beyond just whatever you would expect other people to want from you. It's about what you want. It's about going for the things you want and being able to possibly take a loss. It's not about victory this and victory that and win, 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 because there's going to come times that you just ain't going to win. How are you going to feel about it when you just psyched yourself up for victory the entire time? Like, I'm dead serious, bro. You got to have this on you at all times. At all times. No matter what. You can't let anything deter you from your path. You got to walk in strength. All the positive, you can listen to all the motivational speakers you want to, all the positive affirmations you want to. You can try to meditate, but you're not really going to reap benefits. You're not really going to see the benefit of what it's doing for you in your life. If you don't take it seriously, you have to take yourself seriously. First and foremost, yourself. That's when you start leveling up on the inside. People ask me how you level up on the inside. That's when that happens. You wake up in it. You go to sleep in it. You go throughout your whole day with it on you. Victory. No matter. All right. So now let me tell you what it is to level up on the outside because Leveling up on the inside is easy, like I just stated before he even said anything. You you can level up by saying you're a better person, you're a smarter person, you're an intelligent person by your standard. 
but there's going to come a time by you bragging and acting this way that you may be challenged. And then that inner shit doesn't matter. It's all about performance. So like the inner, the inner side of it is just uh, hyping yourself up, saying that you're capable of doing something. The outer side of it is performance. It's when all that yapping gets put into action. And a lot of people can't keep up with the shit that they talk about. That's why I'm very careful with what I talk about. I don't go beyond. I'm just an everyday nigga like everybody else. You know what I mean? Trying to get from plan A to B in life. You know what I'm saying? But I, my way of thinking is more realistic. This shit here, I mean, you can listen. You can listen, but it's nothing realistic. It's just telling you how to feel on the inside. But then, like I said, when the rubber meets the road, when it comes to the outside, it's based on performance. And if you don't have it, you just have the gift of gab, and that can only get you but so far. What I do, how are you supposed to be victorious and win at whatever you do, overcome whatever obstacle in your path, if you don't believe you can actually do it? If you don't believe, okay, if you got doubt in your head, most likely you will fail. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't operate that way. That's not how I live my life. You have to think this way. You have to operate this way. No matter what. <laughs> you have to think this way. You have to. You literally have to. You have no choice. Even if failure approaches, you can't accept failure. Like, wait, what? See, niggas, like, see, for me, like I said, I'm realistic in a sense where, like, I failed tremendously in life. And the thing about me is I never really had a problem talking about it. I've taken L's dealing with these hoes. I've, I've taken L's. And I felt every single L that I've taken became some form of a learning experience. All I would have to do is think back and remember certain time periods, certain moments where I've made that mistake. And I've said to myself, I will not make that mistake going forward. And by that mistake happening, it's actually given me more insight to push forward and have the energy that I have today. Now, if I were to have this guy's mindset and I would just say, I can't take a loss. It's all about victory. And I take an L and stay with that mindset and take an L and stay with that mindset and having come to the conclusion that, hey, these mistakes that I'm making, I can analyze and make myself better, make myself well-equipped, make myself more sufficient when it comes to that circumstance or when it comes to a similar situation. I'm not acknowledging that because I'm constantly looking at the next victory. I'm not being as realistic and looking at the possible failures and maybe that possible failure can actually motivate me not to fail. You need to look at the possibility of failure. You need to look at the possibility of taking a loss. And the fact that you as a man have to stand on your own too and produce and perform and get back to your 10 toes and make shit happen. It's up to you. 
I don't give a fuck about giving a motivation speech. Who the fuck am I to motivate anybody? I'm just a nigga with a message. Don't pay attention to the messenger. Just listen to the message. That's what I want to do going forward. I'll still show my ugly mug if I have to. You know, I don't have a problem with doing that. A lot of the people that know on Facebook, I was doing that for the past five fucking years. Before, I would say late last year, that was my last time doing a Facebook Live video. I got to get some cigarettes. God damn. I'm going to probably do that on the way home. I'm going to try to do that at least on the way home. Um, you know, for me, and like I said, there's no no harm really where, when it comes to that guy. Like I said, I actually know people like him, and I don't like those people. It's not that I don't respect them. It's just I don't like them because to me, they're very, they have a very unrealistic approach to certain things. And I think if you give that information to the wrong person, it can be more destructive than what I tell per a person. Where it's like, hey, understand that there's a possibility that you may fail. But it's about you learning from that experience and being better off in the future rather than you just taking a loss and fucking feeling that you've just, you know, completely failed at life. You know what I mean? Failure is a part of life. Failure is a big part of success. I think success is only but 25% of everything. I think failure is like 75. All of all of the people that I've heard, like all of the athletes or the entertainers, they've said primarily most of the things that they talk about is that 70%, 75% failure. And that 75% failure played as a motivation and it played as a spark. It played as a spark, excuse me, that really ignited their need to be successful. So a lot of guys, especially the failures that we've we've had in life, actually played a more better part in what we became in the future than what we would actually admit. Some people would even say incarceration saved their lives. Luckily, God was with me that entire time with my 33 years on this earth. And I haven't been incarcerated. I have no wood to knock on at all, actually. So I just hope that it remains that way. I've been very careful with my surroundings. I've been very careful with the people that I choose to be with, which is very few to none. I've developed a sense of it's not entitlement I don't think it's entitlement in the sense that a woman would say entitlement so I have to really correct myself when I was in a way it is entitlement don't get it wrong like I feel that I'm worth more than the modern day women that are presented now I'm not saying that I'm the shit that's just how I feel if a bitch if a bitch can be 320 pounds talk about she want a high value fucking man then i can talk about myself feeling entitled to worthy presentable women i don't want a high value woman what the fuck do i care about see the value of a woman to me is what she can provide 
on a nurturing, a nurturing and caring aspect. It has nothing to do with money she brings to the table. This is a chick that's going to have to rub my back when I get done from working. That's the type of shit that I'm looking for. See, a woman will say, well, that's misogynistic. All right, so if I just say I want pussy, is that is that going to make it any better? Because that's really, like, see, women women can't, she can't dictate what a guy is attracted to. They'll, they'll try to do it. There will always be a successful woman out there who says she has cars, she has houses, she has all of these things, but can't find a man and wonder why. Because we don't give a fuck about all that. What are all those things generally at the end of the day? What is that to a man? A man who on a on a excuse me, on a traditional sense, he's told that he doesn't need nothing from a woman to begin with. He's the one that's supposed to provide everything. So now these women come in, they outmake what a what a what a guy makes and wonder why guys don't want to deal with him. There's not a woman, and I'm going to say this directly. There's not a woman in her right mind that would marry, not date, that would marry someone who makes less than she does. I'm going to say that again. There's not a female, a woman in her right mind who would marry a man who makes less than her. When she becomes the head of the household is when the household falls apart from the foundation, nigga. And motherfuckers know what I'm saying is facts. Motherfuckers know what I'm saying is facts. So I don't, I don't really care to go back and forth with people. I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to be one of these guys who become a content creator who like tries to go back and forth and argue with people. I just believe what the fuck I believe. If you think that what I believe is just so outlandish, then don't fucking listen. That's kind of like my way of going through it. Because with me, this shit, this, this started off as just a thought. This started off as an idea. It became a passion. It became something that, you know, I um, feel excited about doing. Especially when I have the energy and the time. And I'm actually willing to put in the effort. And I feel today is much is much so needed, being that it is a Wednesday. It is the middle of the fucking week. Thank God, even though Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I have to work the next three days technically, including Saturday, because I think I'm gonna be here let's see, eight forty five. Nine nine ten maybe three hours. Hopefully three hours. Get three extra hours. And like I said, I this this is actually my last week. My last weekend doing this. This is the end of the basketball season. Which was crazy because it was so many weeks and so many dates that we just went through. It's just incredibly crazy to think about. But um Yeah. Getting this extra bread. Still working, doing my eight and hitting the gate. But like I said, this all started as just a thought and an idea. It became a passion of mine. So I'm going to be putting a lot more focus into what I'm doing. Sometimes it requires me taking a day or two off. Bear with me. 
you know, but I have been very consistent, you know, five, five a week without a doubt. Um, as long as there's something to talk about and there's always going to be something to talk about, even if I have to dig up past situations from my perspective to try to, to try to present it in a worldly fashion that the next man can listen to it, resonate with it and be like, I've been through a similar situation, so on and so forth. I think, like I said, there's guys, there's guys who play too much of the macho man persona and the shit is really goofy and corny to me. I mean, for a lot of guys, they, they, they find that appealing or whatever. I mean, that's cool. But, um, like I said, I'm trying to be as realistic as possible. Um, I'm a nigga originally from Massachusetts, only, only spent, but maybe less than a year in Rhode Island. Went back to Jersey. Went I went I went to Massachusetts in my in my mother's stomach. And um when I came out I was there for a little bit. Always wondered what it was like up there. Always planned always wanted to make plans to go back just to see what everything looks like. So I have vivid memories. I think I talked about it before. I have vivid memories of a bridge that I wonder exists. Because it's been in my head, and and I seen the bridge in um, the Liar Liar movie, the uh, Jim Carrey movie. And when I saw it, it was one of those things where you see something and you swear, you swear you've been there before. It's not that you saw it before; it's that you've been there. So I want to see that particular bridge. But um, you know, I'm just I'm just an everyday regular ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I don't I don't come on here to, to promote no high value man bullshit. I don't come with that narrative. That's not my message. I don't come on here to just try to, you know, blatantly disrespect bitches because that's not really my message either. Sometimes it's necessary. I'll be the first to say it. I don't give a fuck. See, uh, a bitch ass nigga is going to is going to talk and he's going to bicker like a bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just how the game works. Most women today, they don't they don't really have like they don't have the presentation for what I believe a lot of men would, would generally look for. And that's not just a fling, a fuck a bitch one weekend and then not talk to her the next. I'm talking about like worthy women and see the difference between my talking point and a woman's talking point. I don't put price tags on bitches. Y'all be the bitches putting price tags on these men. Gotta drink some of this iced tea. Hold on. But y'all be putting the price tags on these men, and by y'all putting price tags on your on the men that you find attractive, you essentially told on yourself. So if a man looks at you as just a sex object, we're supposed to be wrong, and we're supposed to be terrible people. But you literally put a price tag and put your expectation and values towards a man. And there's no problem with that. It's a very ass-backward society that we live in. And I just want to address that before we continue to go into our last video. And like I said, I'm going to be doing this until... Because I said we did uh, about 40 minutes earlier today. This will be about, what, two hours? A little shy of two hours? 
Um, no, an hour and 38 minutes. I think the total of this will be two hours and some change for my final thought before I wrap things up, but I'm not going to do that anytime soon. Let's get into the next video. Self-entitled woman gets humbled. Now, this is my disclaimer. This is from Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey did not really humble the woman. Steve Harvey does what Steve Harvey does. You know what I mean? Steve, the simp, the simpmeister Harvey is, is at it once again. Shout out to Beast Mode, Smooth Reacts. Subscribe to their channel. And without further ado, let's continue. What's going on guys, BMS and Naya back with another video. Let's go ahead and get right into it. Make sure you guys don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. So here we go. Hey Steve, so I've been in a relationship for over a year now and he's a great guy. I really, really love him, I would say that. And so we just closed on a house and the only thing is we haven't said that we loved each other to each other. So, and my thing is, I haven't said it either because I don't want to say it. And then what if he doesn't feel the same way? You know, so I'm really nervous. I feel like, should I say it? Or I feel like it's a guy's supposed to do it. Like, you know, a guy's supposed to reach say, I love you to me, you know? Now, to be honest, and this may be a different approach. People may not be used to me agreeing with this woman or me agreeing with women much, unless it's a woman content creator who's talking about similar things. There is a point to be made. Love, for this reason, is non-existent. Now, this is why I say this. When you have to acknowledge it in order to know if it's real, then it's usually not real. There, there were women that I was with that I had respect for, not just that quote-unquote love. I had genuine respect for that without them having to tell me, which they eventually did, I knew what it was. It's it, you don't you don't have to acknowledge it when it's there. It's it's just what it is. When you become somebody who looks for that, or you don't look for it, you look to be acknowledged for it. That's when it becomes a little toxic, and it's this it's that search. It's similar to how a woman looks at um, validation and attention. It's the same sort of dopamine hit. It's that same sort of uh, illusion of love that she gets from that. You equate that with today's women when it comes to um, relationships, dating. It's only based off of a trend or an idea that the next woman had. So as these women get older and they snap out of it, they go back to reality, but it's usually too late for them. And... It's no different than what would happen on every day, an everyday occasion. It's just more prevalent. I think you're going to hear more women talk about how, like, they, they'll tell on themselves. They're, these women are that entitled. They'll tell on themselves. So... <laughs> Is it weird? Is it weird? Yeah! Was you listening when you was yes, talking? I was. So that's why I'm asking you. Why would you buy a house with somebody <laughs> that you don't even know if they love you? Let alone you're not married. There's no, like, what? Who? Who does it? There's a plot twist. 
is from the guy's perspective or from people, why would and why would anybody <laughs> buy a house with someone that like you're especially if this is supposed to be someone you're in a relationship with and you're buying a family home or whatever yeah. like if this is more love related you should know that this person loves you and cares for you and then like you guys are committed to each yeah. other like before going into this kind of like investment but i mean the the, the first question is who paid for the house yeah who sure. put down on the house if you it know was what equal, I mean? if it was just him, if it was just her, who knows right now? Because let's be honest, chances are he probably paid for the house, mm -hmm. or at least majority of the home. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So she's kind of coming into it with no real, I guess, risk, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Let's, I mean, let's continue. Let's let's see what else she says. But uh, it seems like she's kind of operating from a, a masculine frame because, I mean, for a woman that's been in a relationship for over a year. Typically speaking, she would say she loves you. In my opinion, I think a woman should kind of initiate that. Yeah, I think what she's trying to say, though, like she feels it, but she doesn't want to say because he hasn't said it first. So she doesn't want to be rejected. Mm. But if you're already feeling that, why are you buying a house with this person? Like, right. you know what I'm it's saying? It's just ass if backwards. If it's fishy, yeah, if something is off and you don't feel secure in like whatever you got going on, why would the next thought be, oh, I'm going to buy a house with this person? You all just closed on a house. Yes. You've, he's never told you he loves yeah, you. Yeah, and I've never told him either. Who buy a house? <laughs> this is brand new for me. I've never heard a person say they bought a house with the person. He's a great guy with a relationship. Yeah. And we've never said I love you to each other. You bought a house with a person that you don't know if they love you? I think he does. Because of his, like, you know, his action, he what he does for me, he does a lot for me, you know? I, I believe that. Yeah, so I'm just not an affectionate person so that I haven't said, you know, I love you to him. So that's really my reasoning. And on top of, I guess I'm bringing pride. You're not me. an affectionate person. And y'all buying a house together. I'm not. What the hell going on here? Well, hold on. Let's put this on the dude for a second. I mean, from a guy's perspective, why would you invest three, four, five hundred thousand dollars on somebody that doesn't necessarily provide you that softness in a woman? You know what I mean? Like, like, what is the point of doing that? Well, I, I maybe there's other things that she gives up, right? So who knows what the what. The dynamics are within their relationship or what they do for each other right um because she didn't mention it she just said that they do a lot for each other like he does a lot for her but i'm just but she she didn't mention it she didn't provide any no, specifics she, it was just a vague answer pretty much um but i'm still confused why even like for her okay fine she might think it's okay and whatever for the guy why would he think it's okay to buy a house well, that's what i'm saying that like say you loved her right, right? And I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm just confused. Maybe I think he, she doesn't have any money in it. That's what I'm thinking. Right. He's probably just like, okay, I'm buying this house for, for like myself. You can live with me maybe for like, I guess to figure it out maybe. But I don't think her name is attached to the property. That's, what, that's what I'm. But it doesn't matter though. Once, even if you're common law, once a woman is living with you uh -huh. and that is her primary residence in regards to the duration of time that she spends in that home she by law is obligated to some way shape or form of that home Ooh, he better watch out oh my god 
gosh, right. really? So they don't uh, even they don't even necessarily have to be married for her to be somewhat entitled or to have a case to be entitled to that home. So he's literally setting himself up for failure because like I said, this woman is not providing any feminine characteristics, any softness or even motivation for me to want to put you into a home because yo, shout out to John Cena. Shout out John Cena. You know what I mean? Y'all know about did I mention John Cena in the previous episode? I probably didn't. Well, John Cena, and now I remember it, it's the Divas. I forgot what they call it. I think it's like WWE Divas or some shit. They had a, a WWE had the the women wrestlers uh, have like a TV show and it was like a drama type bullshit. And um, John Cena was dealing with a fellow diva from the company. And she wanted to move in and start a family and all this other shit. And John Cena just told her flat out, you know, that's just something I'm not really looking for right now at this point in my life. But if you want to move in, I have this 75 page document that you have to sign and you have to read through it. Make sure you read through it well, because if you make one slip, one mistake and you out. And I have the right and the authority to kick you out because you don't bring anything or don't contribute anything to the household. You feel me? That's when you come with the tactics. So once again, shout out John Cena. In my opinion, for a guy to put a woman into a home, that is a sacrifice, right? I mean, it takes money and energy and time (laughs) to buy a home. You know what I mean? So it seems like he's not receiving... I guess his side of the deal in regards to what he would benefit we're only focusing on or what she's focusing on is what she's benefiting and her, you know, saying, woe is me. I don't want to say I love you when in reality, if you feel it, you should say it right. You should motivate that guy to want to continue to provide and it should be a give and take relationship. This much trouble communicating with each other just to say I love you, and it's been a year that they've been dating, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, they should be talking to somebody to figure their communication problems out before buying a house. In my opinion, that should be done first. Yeah, but for a guy, I mean, if if a woman is stoic like that, and you know, she has a problem expressing herself, for me, that's a red flag, mm-hmm. automatically, right? Because if I don't know the way you're feeling or thinking, and you're leaving it up to me and I'm a guy. I mean, typically speaking, a man is not overly emotional like that. He's not going to be. Listen, if a man, if a man is providing a household for that woman, that woman better express love. She better express gratitude. That's just from my perspective. Maybe it's the entitlement of women. I don't know that they just feel entitled to what a fucking man has without being willing to take any care and consideration of what it took to get what he has. I think that plays a big role in the fact that, and this is just from how I look at it. All right, so a man decides to buy a house. Now, did he establish that she was moving in? Or is or is she coming up with these theories in her head? You got to bring a lot of these things into questioning. All right? The relationship is the relationship really at that point or is she or is she just loving for the moment?
Because with a lot of women, love is just an emotion. And like anything else emotional, it's temporary. You know what I mean? These women want emotional fucking roller coasters. That's what they really want. They want emotional roller coasters. They want the twists and turns. They want the shit like, you know, the notebook and all this other crazy shit. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. All this other madness. Fuckery. Saying, I love you all the time. He's not going to be the mushy, gushy one, right? It's usually the woman that's going to initiate uh, that type of uh, language or communication. Mm -hmm. And I think a man would uh, reciprocate that and, you know, say it back. Right. But for a man, he'll reciprocate it and he'll say it back if it's logical. Right. Now, once again, if a guy, and I always say, I'm one of those guys who do not believe in cohabitating with women, unless there is some milestone or something major between you two, to where it's like, okay, you guys are inseparable. Let's just move in together. Shit like that. And that's never happening. Um, times like that are, are changing, especially today. With more of the separation of the modern day whorehounds. And the men who are going their own way. The MGTOW brothers. The Edmore brothers. The SYSBM brothers. And those in the manosphere, there's the separation. Because like I said, we we as men, we know what we want. We know what we want. It's just the women don't give a fuck about what we want. That's the reality. Because they're self-entitled. It only matters about what they want from you. They feel that they are the table. By them being present, they provide everything. And that's usually bullshit. And to be like, oh, I love you, I love you. Like, I don't think that's practical. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, I think she's acting like a dude in this situation. This is not hopeless. Yeah. You can fix this. Yes. You've you bought the house already? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Is, is your name on it? No, it's, uh, it's his. Yeah, it's his. And I... Just hold on. See how women do that? You see how women are just entitled to shit? Just because she's, you know, throwing some pussy at this man. Keep in mind, that man never mentioned love. She didn't mention love. Everything essentially going forward is neutral. Besides the fact that this nigga's about to buy a house and move your crazy ass in it. That's the only thing that's unstable about this situation. Now, here's my thing. Once again, just the ability that women have to just feel entitled to other people's shit, to another man's prospects. This is why when divorce happens, these bitches reap the rewards. They get they get everything that they want. They usually get half of something. Niggas is paying off millions to these whores. And I don't care. These are celebrity whores. A whore's a whore. A woman's a woman. Let's just get that established right away. All cultures have whores. All cultures have presentable, worthy women. It's just in the Western culture, a huh? little less than likely. All right? Let's just be real. A little less than likely. See? It I told you. It is not hers. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, see this? Okay, jokes is over. <laughs> Let me help you. 
Here's what we have to do. This is the business of it. It's called a quick deed. You have to get your name on a quick deed. Yeah. He can own the house, but you have to get a deed with your name on it. Secondly, he could love you. He does a lot for you. You got to protect yourself, though. Yeah. What? You protect yourself. Yes, you just heard it. Steve Harvey, being the simp that he is, I mean, it is it is Steve Harvey, guys. You shouldn't be that surprised, buddy. Guy, you shouldn't be that surprised. Reason being is, like I said, once again, Steve Ar Steve Harvey is a snake oil salesman to women. But he's, he just so happens to be popular. So anything that he says that will work, will work for the women who follow him. He has a lot of women who follow him. Now, because of this, he can give a woman his point of view, but also make it presentable so that these women don't turn on his black ass. Because once that happens, you know, all those shekels, those shekels, you know, get tossed aside. But you also have to protect your heart. Don't move in you with him. Protect your finances <laughs> and you need to protect your heart. Then if he decides to up and go, uh, hold on. No, That's our house. Wow. We'll be right back. Wow. Sickening. What a fucking simp. Another black, old, dusty-ass simp. What I would have told her was to say, okay, the house is about to close. Your name isn't on it. Don't move in with him, okay? Find your own place. Like, take some time to, like go to apartment hunting or something or go with your parents do not move in with this person no but he's that, that was the right answer he's making say, it no? seem like she's a victim though that's that's the thing that's boggling my mind yeah he's making it seem like she's the victim in this situation protect your i mean why once again sir and i'm gonna have to end this after here anyway it's only like two seconds left 10 at maximum him repeating himself it's steve harvey dude like Come on. You thought that he was going to, you know, fry her? You thought, you thought he was going to roast her? Come on. It's Steve Harvey, dude. He knows where his, he knows the side of the bread. He knows where the side of the bread is buttered. And it's usually towards the women. See, these type of old Negroes, they'll never say nothing worthy or nothing presentable to men. They're never uh, keeping men aware of the type of behaviors that these women come around with and this type of level of entitlement he won't say that he'll give these wicked ass bitches advice and they're gonna do what the fuck they want to do any goddamn way they just want the opportunity to do what they do best yap fucking yap about nothing be about nothing have activities of nothing Worried about what everybody else is doing because in all actuality, they're doing nothing. Same old bullshit. And see, with me, like I said, I'm I'm more laid back to this shit. I'm used to this type of behavior going forward. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't harvest too much hatred or I don't harvest any hatred. Really, but I don't harvest any aggression I may have a little red pill rage, but it's usually controllable. It's all just with words. Because there's a lot of things going on that, you know, we're told as men to just keep going. Man up. 
you're being told man up by a woman who doesn't know shit about being a man, but who spends their whole entire life trying to have the masculinity, the frame and confidence of man. Well, what type of shit is this? 8.45 p.m. Like I said, at 9 o'clock, we're going to get ready to wrap things up. I have an entire gym that I have to run this machine through, which will only take me about 30 minutes. But I also have this hallway that could take me 10 minutes. So hopefully I'll have everything done and situated and ready to leave by at least 10.05. That's what I'm aiming for today. It's very difficult now that I think about it. You know, like as I, I try to get better and better at this shit. I'm not, I'm not a professional. I've just been doing this for a long time and I've been used to, I guess, speaking my mind uh, publicly in front of a camera, in front of people. And that doesn't bother me, especially if the message is genuine. I'll speak it in front of thousands if necessary. And I do this without need of profit. I do this without any need of PayPal's or even on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. They give the opportunity for those who want ads to be played or they can actually go through an ad and advertise an ad and get paid. They can do that. They only get a little bit, but depending on how many people, you know, it goes along with that. I'm not even interested in that. I, I'm just really, I'm really trying to get the message across for a lot of men to be aware. Don't show fear. Don't be scared, but be aware. It's a lot of possibilities and opportunities out here for us to really make a positive message or even beyond the positivity shit, just to get things done, to really make moves. There's, there's a lot of, there's, a, there's an infinite level of possibilities for us. If only we are able to acknowledge it. And if we're able to acknowledge it, then there's an infinite possibilities in itself. And like I said, not to connect with the other guy who was talking about victories and victories, there's a lot of, there's a lot of possibilities in that mindset. It doesn't necessarily mean victories. It may come with some trials and tribulations, consequences and repercussions. You know what I mean? It may come with some tough love. It may come with having to fall down and understand what it takes to get back up. That victory shit, I mean, sounds good. You're an everyday hardworking man if you're part of that 80% who always, who already feels invisible unless you're going your own way. And even in that case, you may even feel even more invisible, even though the movement is being heard. It's how it's being receptive. That's what I've been saying about the red pill for a long time now. And unfortunately, it's getting to a point where the red, the red pill will begin to go mainstream. And I may just focus my shit on self-development. I understand the possibilities. It will still be called the Red Pill Party Podcast. I just feel that there's certain guys who don't really have the intentions 
that I would see suitable as somebody that I could acknowledge or somebody that I would even consider to be red pill. But that's just my opinion. And one person's opinion doesn't really mean shit unless there's, you know, any level of dominance and power in this world. And I don't, I don't really, I want to reach, I want to leave my digital footprint and my level of dominance with these words more so along with the actions. Now this form of dominance that I mean, it's not a dominance over people, it's a dominance over one's mind and one's body and one's spirit. Being yourself, of course. Now, while these other bitches, they'll spend time trying to manipulate and finesse men. You as a man, you can be on your purpose. You can communicate with women. See, that's my thing. Like These rules and regulation shits, I do believe that's for MGTOW, strictly. Oh, you shouldn't be talking to women. For, I mean, you're going to do what you do. You're a man. I'm not a guy who's coming in here with a fucking rule book. I'm just somebody who's coming in with my with my uh, my perception, my perspective, excuse me, my perspective, and just my way of thinking. This isn't a one. This isn't a one. Uh, one pill helps all. I mean, there's a lot of guys who I would honestly say they're just meant for the blue pill matrix. They've cushioned themselves. They're comfortable where they're at. And a lot of these guys are just walking doormats. A lot of these guys are representations of, of uh, representations of beta bucks. And, and that's just going to be the reality of it for them. It's for you guys who are listening and you guys who understand what I'm saying, who are of the exception. Being of the exception, you have the opportunity. You actually have the advantage that most women don't have. That advantage is survival survival just you the things that you need having the opportunity to get the things that you want here and there but also saving also investing also spending less time chasing women and more time chasing the dollar i mean for people that's like a bad thing because hey you're just equating everything to money and income yeah because you needed to survive what the fuck do i look like a hippie i'm not a fucking hippie I'm realistic. Now, granted, I made dumb decisions in the past. Absolutely. Horrendous decisions. But I was able to look through or look back at those decisions that I made and grasp. I've grasped. I grasped some type of insight or something beneficial that helped me in the long run. See what I mean? So now we're down to the final thought. The final thought of today. Wild slash wicked women Wednesday. I just come up with these these things because it sounds catchy. I don't really give a shit about like I don't label like every woman on this earth to be wicked by any means. I just feel that their activities and their behaviors could be connected. I'm just saying the entitlement, the feminazi narrative. The strong and independent, a.k.a. the weak and problematic at best, are nothing more than just tropes or, or fucking walking contradictions and copes. They're just human copes 
that go along feeling that they can they can get anything they want just by just by spreading a little twat here and there they can find that high value man and then they come to the realization that all of that shit is just not meant for them they were average women that were really they were really available to the average guys they just didn't give a fuck about the average guys sounds familiar right the 80% the invisible men being left out simply being left behind in a lot of ways by society when it comes to the intersexual uh, means of society which is it is which as it may be a terrible thing it is a natural instinct for men to hook up with women women to hook up with men now me being a human being and like I said I show the utmost respect and consideration to the MGTOW community, I am still what I would consider to be a red pill individual, a red pill aware individual. There's no disrespect. I just feel I still have an attraction towards women, and I don't feel bad for saying that or feel bad for feeling that. But I separate that physical attraction to anything else that that woman can offer me. Because I know through society and what society has told me, I'm the bad guy and all women today can do no wrong. But I'm not a bad guy. I'm actually doing better by myself than trying to fit in with other bitches and women and and guys in general. So what ends up happening is I actually live the better life by myself to where if a woman had to be by herself for a certain period of time, she would lose it. That's why a lot of women go out there they go out there for relationships, they go out there for interactions, they go out there for connections, they go out there for sex, they go out there for value, they go out there for resources, they go out there for high value men. That's why. They're not going after these men for real connection. It's like, it becomes, like I said, women have essentially put price tags on men. Women have secretly found a way. And I want you guys to really think about this before I wrap this up. Women have secretly found a way to objectify men. And the way that you can objectify men is not through just looks because then you would cancel out most men, right? You Because most men don't run off of vanity the way that a woman does. If a guy's attractive, then he knows it. If a guy's not attractive, then he knows it. The guy who's not as attractive, does it affect him as much? Probably not. Because he knows he has other things to probably offer that woman. Now, unfortunately, the income aspect becomes that that perk. That perk became became the main focus. That main focus became the objectifying of men via value. The value system. Oh, he's high value. He makes this much. Oh, he only makes eighty thousand. He only he only makes seventy. Hell, he only makes fifty. He can't be a value to me. But then you ask these bitches what they do. They do nothing, but they expect everything. So when guys are more direct with our responses, it's going to shake things up. But understand, my intentions are good. Even though I enjoy clowning and roasting these bitches every now and then, my intentions are still good. And this is for the self-development and the self-empowerment of most men who are willing to hear this message. 
So it is 8.56. Get ready to wrap this shit up. It's been another eventful night. I still have a good amount of things that I need to do, which is the reason why I started early and therefore I can end early. But, you know, it's always a, it's always a pleasure. It's always a good time when I get a chance to unwind with the podcast, especially charging my phone. It's also a good thing. Charge my phone in my car. I can record my episodes in my car. I can do all the fuckery, the shenanigans, smoke, BS. But I think it's always, it's always that time to say goodbye, at least until next time. Which will most likely be tomorrow. Probably tomorrow night. I may skip the morning episode because I already have a good amount of things to talk about, things that I've actually listed, and I will acknowledge those who've created the content. Jordan Peterson, Pink Book Lessons, um, Beast Mode Smooth Reacts, and the other guy. I forgot his name. No disrespect, but didn't really agree with much anyway. So, anyway, it's about that time, man. 8.58. About to finish my 8 and hit the gate. You understand? And uh, that'll just be another day on the way home. I'll have to find me something to eat, some food find some food to put in me I may just stop by the local Acme I would stop by Wawa but I I have just enough on my card left to do what I need to do which is grab a snack buy a pack of cigarettes and put a good amount of gas in my car to go through the the rest of the week because it's only Wednesday and I got Thursday and Friday and also Saturday morning to work but I know you guys don't give a fuck about that. Make sure you guys stay in tune with your boy, Jersey Judah, because we're going to be talking about a good amount of things for the rest of the week and also Saturday, including women being more aggressive via manipulation and gaslighting. Also, um, women that damage reputation or that being the defense of a woman's aggression can also represent cancel culture. Also... Uh, men who are really liked by women know they can go on without them once she knows she'll commit. Now, I know that sounds weird. I'm going to say that again. Men who are really liked by women know they can go on without them once she knows she'll commit. Okay. We're going to talk about all those things in the near future. AKA for the rest of the week and also the weekend. But as I always say, and I always say this, I try to always say this consistently. And this time we are going to play the crowd. All right. We are going to let the audience participate. In the meantime, and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.